How do you find the will to fight back against a world that wants to keep you sedated, average, and stuck in place? Join us for the tools and strategies you need to create a life of abundance, discipline, and high achievement. This, this, is, this is the Tactical Empire with Jeff Smith. Welcome to another edition of the Tactical Empire. I am joined by Sean Ryder today. What's up, man? How are you? Ah, thanks for having me back. It's becoming a weekly thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. We're rolling. How, we're a couple months deep into this rhythm with these podcasts, and it's uh, thoroughly enjoyable, man. Yeah, I enjoy the format better than most guests, so the yeah. guests will have to be uh, really strategic from here on out. Yeah. What do they say? What do you, what do they say? You have to make it to 20 podcasts and then you're in the top like 1% or 5% of podcasts in the world. It's not that hard. It just takes a little effort. Something like that. Uh, we, we're, I think over a hundred at this point. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure it out this weekend, but we've got some like lost episodes. And if you go to different places like YouTube and shit like that, I've got different <laughs> different downloads on YouTube than I do even on uh, like Apple podcasts and yeah. stuff like that. So it's hard to figure it out, but yeah. we're somewhere around a hundred. Awesome. Well, I apologize to lis listeners. I, I had to bring my dogs today. So if you're used to listening to our podcast on max volume, you, your eardrums may uh, explode if they bark at someone walking through the hallway, but we should be good. I got them laid down, but uh I appreciate uh, appreciate you guys that have been listening to us and reaching out and let us know that um, you're getting value from the podcast. But uh, you know, I I wanted to get right into today's episode and and get a little bit more tactical. Sometimes we can you know talk how to think through things and and uh, listening back to the past couple episodes, I wanted to come back to you know the premise of the tactical empire is for us to give you step by step um, ways to do certain things while also giving you the impactful why behind doing it a certain way and uh you know thinking about business ownership or getting a hold of your finances because i think the principles of business finances and personal finances i think the principles hold true so i wanted to get super tactical today with people in regards to a money management method that uh a lot of maybe a lot's not the right words but um the people that we work with implement, and that's Profit First, which was coined by Mike Michalowicz, just mm -hmm. a money management system. But you and I have a particular way of doing Profit First. So would you like me to explain Profit First in general, and then we'll go deeper into how and UI implement it? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah. So Profit First, you know, in Mike McAuliffe's book, uh, the classic Profit First book, now he's got Profit first for micro gyms, profit first for hair salons, profit first for contractors. But in the classic profit first, you know, he tells a story about how his businesses were suffering and he could never have extra cash. He could never establish a profit. And he realized that the accounting equation was wrong. The classical accounting equation is uh, revenues minus expenses equals profit. And he was like, well, at the end of the day, due to Parkinson's law, we always fill the amount of hours in a day. We fill the amount of money that we have in the bank account and, and spend it on things. So when money comes into a business and a, a business will allocate the majority of those dollars to expenses and then what's left over is profit. And he said, we need to rewrite the equation so it's revenue minus profit 
equals expenses. So you need to establish what profit margin you want in your business and remove that percentage from every single dollar that flows in. And then what's left over is what you can allocate towards expenses. And so it's, it's a really simple philosophy that can be quickly implemented into a money management system. And he says, you have to have a place to put your money. So basically long story short, you know, this isn't a perfect ex explanation, but you, you have one bank account where all your money flows into, this is your operating account, your OPEX account. And then you immediately have to allocate money. You have to remove your 25% profit and put it in a profit account. It's labeled profit. Then you have your tax account. You know, let's say you pay 20% in taxes. You need to move 20% into your tax account. Then you have payroll and you move your percentage into payroll and then you have whatever else. And so you already have established where that money's going. You have a job for the money. We talk about on this podcast, your money has to have a job. Um, and that's all fine and dandy. I think that's great. I think it's a very easy way for business owners who don't fancy themselves as money managers or quote money people or financial people to set up a system and, and flow their money there. Did I miss anything in terms of the generalities of profit first, Jeff? No, it's a really simple system, honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it gets a lot more complex when you do it. Only certain businesses are really like primed to use it. Um, I think it's a good method for for getting a handle on your finances especially if you're a top line accountant like i was when i was early on in my entrepreneurial career i think most people kind of come in to that same mindset of where in top line accounting it just means that you have twenty thousand dollars in the checking account and that's what you perceive you have to be spending on the business but most mm. of it is actually already spent in business mm. uh, before you even get it to come in so um, no, I, I don't have a ton to add there for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm just trying to broad stroke a few things. And then in general, right, most businesses are paying taxes monthly, quarterly, or annually. Uh, I prefer the annual uh, method based on how we implement profit first, which we'll get to. But, you know, long story short, let's say you pay your taxes quarterly. What you'll do is every quarter you already have your tax money. So you just take the money from the tax account and you pay your taxes. Then with profit, it says that you know, you're know you paying yourself through your business for the work that you do, then the profit is what's left over. So as an owner, you have rights to that profit. The, the traditional you know, lesson or rule of thumb in Profit First is every quarter, you will pay yourself 50% of what's left in your profit account. And so there's four quarters in a year. So every three months, you're gonna be paying yourself 50% of what's in there. And then the rest just sits there and again, Without going into details, you can do whatever you want with it, either throughout the year or at the end of the year, you can bonus yourself. But working with plenty of business owners who don't fancy themselves uh, money people, or they have a very rudimentary or elementary level of money, and that's not a that's not a this statement. It's many of us. It was me at some point, right? We all have basic personal financial knowledge. Um, but the issue is too many people stay right there at the elementary level and that cash in the bank account makes them feel secure and they believe that it's the only place that they can keep money safe. And so, and they, they, they've been told about these rainy day funds and these emergency funds, and they should have three months, six months, 12 months of expenses more. <laughs> I just need more. How much money do you need in a bank? I just need more. And then I'll sleep better at night. Um, but as you mature and become more consistent in growing your business and your business becomes steady and, 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 and you can see the trends and yeah, business isn't linear, but you can get a grasp on 
what your expenses are and how you can be nimble and move from a financial perspective within, you know, a 30, 60 or 90 day span. And I think COVID proved even in, you know, the gym industry that we are both in, we're both in, um, that we didn't go to zero overnight, even though our business is literally shut down, no one can step foot in them. And so as a small business, you can be very, very nimble and adjust. I think classic profit first misses the mark on, wealth generation and how can you have the savings, the security, the safety, the protection while setting yourself up for long-term financial wealth success, um, whether that is internal inside of your business or external uh, for your personal life. Again, these are not mutually exclusive. If you own a business, they're, they're, they're going to be one in the same in my eyes. Um, but I'm going to throw the ball over in your court and, and, and let you lead with how we basically put profit first on steroids by using high early cash value life insurance. Well, I mean, I think the it's just a matter of sophistication and comfort ultimately. Um, Cause what you're talking about is getting a handle first and foremost on your business financials, which profit first is brilliant for doing that. Honestly, um, yeah. If you don't really run a good tight ship with regards to your finances, um, it's a model that can really you can plug and play and and have a lot of success with very quickly. Um, it, it does change things. I, I implemented it, I think, in 15 or 16 in my business in, in the gym at that time. And uh, it really changed our trajectory, our financial trajectory pretty quickly. And um but from a level of sophistication that we kind of implemented was, okay, so you need to know how much reserves you need, right? And, and capital reserves. And every industry is different. It's based on what, what industry you're in, how much money you need. You need some sort of monthly operating expenses. And there's different ways to go about doing it. Um, one of the way once you once you determine exactly how much you can pull out of your account and then or how much you need i should say um need is from a savings and a buffering and comfort standpoint uh that that money in that savings account is to it's to buttress up like your oh shit moments and also to help you sleep at night but maybe it's for covering payroll and things like that that's why every Honestly, every industry is different in their their needs and how much runway they need with this account and how much cash on hand you need. And then the once you determine that based on your industry, then you want to really understand how you can leverage that liquidity. And does it necessarily need to be cash sitting in your bank account or can it be simple lines of credit? Because mm. um, the thing that business owners have access to that many of them overlook is there's collateralized lines of credit you can run big ones and uh, with big funds so if you like having a big savings account in your business one way to do it is to look for these collateralized lines of credit meaning like if i have two hundred thousand dollars in my bank account for my for my business instead of pulling it out you can go ahead and put it into a like an index fund or a money market account type thing where it's invested, th this is like side by side, these are parallel products with like high early cash value that we recommend. Mm -hmm. High early cash value is a product for an individual 
And then what I'm describing with these lines of credit um, are it's it, they work very, very similarly, except the, the money stays in kind of a, a money market and investment account. They go it gets invested in the stock exchange, obviously, and, and stocks. And but it's earning you interest while you're able to pull a line of credit against it at the same time. And uh, the, the big, big banks do these Goldman Sachs and things like that run these lines. Um, but that said, not to confuse what we do, um, I, I think that what we're indicating is that you need to pull out the money in certain businesses, you should pull out as much as you can for yourself as quickly as you can pay the taxes on it and move on down the road with it. We recommend that you put it in high early cash value and it goes into your system straight from there. And you then you have the access to the capital reserves that you need and you can make loans to your business from there as well. And so things like your, your quarterly tax distributions, your yearly tax distributions that you're doing, you can put those into policies actually and invest them for the year upcoming before the tax bill is due. So like, let's say for simple numbers, you've got a $10,000 tax bill or a $100,000 tax bill and you invest $100,000 into your high early cash value policy to sit there until your taxes are due. So you've pulled that money out of the business instead of leaving it in the tax account like you were talking about previously. You go ahead and build yourself a bank through your family's life insurance policies and you earn six and a half percent on that hundred thousand dollars while it sits there obviously but then when it's time to pay the taxes you take the loan out and you use your bank your hourly cash value bank to pay the taxes and then throughout the remainder of the next year your business pays back the loan and that could be an interest-free loan, or it could be a loan with interest, however you want to write it, and however your accountant is comfortable doing it. Both are legal. Um, both can be done, obviously, at any point in time. But what this allows you to do, and you still make the arbitrage on the money. So you're, you're still earning 1% on that money while it's loaned out. So essentially, if you're in real estate or any other business, like usually somewhere along the lines, your money is held in escrow. And ultimately, you're becoming the escrow. And that's what you're doing. The bank of Sean Ryder is becoming the escrow for your businesses and for your family. And so you're lending that money out while earning the percentage of interest on that hold. And that's where things become really powerful for you over time. Because what people need to understand is, how much money they spend on a regular basis on these on these individual bills that are due annually, semi-annually, quarterly. Uh, we, we write huge checks all the time. People do it. Every single person listening to this has periodic installment payments that they make. And if you think about the ability to become the bank that writes the check for those, and then earn interest on those for the rest of your entire life. Sure. Okay. Then you then you get a snippet of how powerful 
overfunded life insurance can be if you start implementing it in every area of your life because how much property taxes are you going to pay in your lifetime right okay the example i use is where we we pay our property taxes annually july i say july every single time i talk about this <laughs> january 31st of every year and so we have front loaded and saved a year's worth of property taxes and put them into our life insurance policy right and mm -hmm. so in january 31st i write a check for the whole everything we've got for property taxes six figures of life insurance multiple six figures of taxes i mean and we pay the taxes and then over the next 11 months the portfolio pays the taxes like you would on a regular escrow account yeah and so for us every month let, let's say that it's a hundred thousand dollars right and in month one of 11 we pay 833 dollars or eight thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars mm -hmm. and the portfolio pays that back right so instantly in month one that eight thousand three thirty three is earning six and a half percent the rest that we have lended out still is earning one percent let's say okay then month two it's sixteen thousand dollars that sixteen thousand dollars is earning six percent now it and before all this money was held by a fiduciary um it was held in an escrow account that our mortgage companies had set up. And so when you think about the ability to set this up, you think about buying a car. This is what everybody does, right? Everybody buys a car. They go put down a down payment of some sort, 10% or something, and then they pay for the car for the next five years. And then they're happy as fuck when that, that 60th month comes up and they don't, they no longer have to pay $700 a month, right? And, and they're so stoked about that. Now, if you can just be diligent enough to create a policy that front loads maybe $50,000 and it's your automobile account, then you can do this over your lifetime of, let's say, 60 years of driving, right? And, and you're able to make the interest payments and you're earning that yourself, so every $700 payment goes into your bank and you make interest on that money uninterrupted forever. And so those are just two simple examples, your property taxes and your automobiles. And those are things that everybody has, non-business owners, mm -hmm. business owners. I probably deviated way the fuck off where you wanted to go with this because <laughs> we were talking profit first, but <laughs> I think that's an important lesson for people to really understand on a macro level like just how much money we're actually talking about. Because most people yeah. are like pucker factor to save $10,000 a year into these accounts. Mm. And, but if you actually talk to them and you dig into their financials, they're spending $150,000 a year on yeah, shit. Yeah. And so if you say, hey, are $70,000 of those fixed expenses that you, you know are coming, like your mortgage, your taxes, payroll taxes, property taxes, quarterly taxes on your business, it just business estimated, estimated taxes. If you think about that and you think about how much you pay over time in those over your entire career or lifespan of your consumerism, like it, it's a tremendous amount of money. And then you can really understand how much you can actually carve off. Yeah. Because it, ultimately the goal 
when you start making any money at all is to keep as much of it as you possibly can legally. Boom. Yeah, there's a couple of principles that I want to throw out there for people so they don't get confused on it. It's like, look, even if you run classic profit first, yes, it's teaching you how to save this money separately so it's there when you need it. Because a lot of business owners, they do bank balance accounting. They see 20 grand, they think they have 20 grand, but already half of that's allocated to taxes that are yeah. coming up in the next 30 days. And so they go buy something nice and shiny, that money's gone, then the tax bill comes in their SOL. So it's fine. The classic version is fine. But what we want to do is teach people how to build wealth at the same time. And some principles that we teach in the Tactical Empire to do that is one, you have to create your own system. Yes, your name is on that bank account that's holding your tax account or your profit account, but but you don't own the bank. So Jeff used some terms there and, and he's like, he's like, you got to put your money in your bank. Well, for those of you that haven't followed our stuff or haven't heard about infinite banking, like we call our life insurance policies, which is a contract with a life insurance company. We own that contract. We're a party of that legal contract. We call that our bank. This is our warehouse of wealth. And Jeff said it there. And, and we, we talk the same language. We just use different words sometimes. And it's like, when I want to build wealth, this money's flowing into my life. So I need to protect that money in my system. So the life insurance policy is your system. I'm going to protect it there, but here's the kicker. I'm not protecting it in a place that isn't giving me any benefits. These life insurance policies are giving me a guaranteed rate of interest returned plus dividends, which are the profits of the life insurance company, and I'm getting death benefit protection. And yes, all this is growing tax-free. There's so many benefits, but those are the general ones that people want to hear. It's protecting. It cannot go down in value. It's only going to go up in value. And God forbid, if the worst happens, my family's taken care of. Fine. And it's tax-free. Great. Awesome. So we're going to protect it. It's going to grow. The, the principle there is it's going to grow uninterrupted, compounded, because going back to what Jeff said, how much money are you spending or sending somewhere else after it comes into your life? And we've said this on other podcasts, but let's reiterate it. Every time you send a dollar away, whether it's a tax bill, expense, car payment, expense, payroll, expense, buying a new piece of equipment, expense, every time that dollar leaves your system, it leaves your hands, it's gone forever. So we actually don't want to use our money when we're doing that. Because if we receive a dollar, then we give 90 cents of it away. We only have 10 to play with. And that's, that's literally the slow way to building wealth. So good job. You're going to get there in 60 years. But we're going to streamline it and do it faster because we're going to try and use as much of that dollar as possible. And, and again, I don't want to blow people's minds and be like, every dollar of income you're going to want to put into the system because then they just go, their, their head explodes and they go batshit crazy. So, But we're going to put as much dollar into the life insurance. So it's going to grow uninterrupted compounding for the rest of my life. The other side of that, like we said, is we don't want these dollars to disappear. So we're going to use leverage and leverage is just loans, financing, debt. And, and as soon as you start talking that language, people get freaked out. So going back to what we were saying earlier, you, you probably lost people when you said, I'm going to take a loan against these policies because now they're like, well, my business is debt free and I've worked really hard to be debt free in my personal life. So why would I take a loan? against my own money? Why would I take Why would I pay interest when I could just pay cash and save that? Ladies and gentlemen, we've said it a million times. 
your money's growing, let's say at 6.1% inside these policies, you're going to borrow at five and a half percent. You're already winning from a, from a math perspective. That's what Jeff meant when he said financial arbitrage. You're $10,000, $50,000, $100,000, use whatever number you want, is growing at 6.1%. You're going to borrow a percentage of that, a smaller number, and it's going to accrue interest at 5.5%. Now, don't think traditionally. This is not, in, in an ideal world, this is not a loan that's going to be outstanding for five years. This is not going to be a loan that's on the books for 30 years. It can be because you're winning financially. You're in control alone. But we're talking about infinite banking. We're talking about the velocity of money. And this is where we go from elementary school to PhD. You really don't need a PhD, but maybe college degree. We could teach this to college kids if we if we had enough time. The velocity of money. As more money comes into your life, your business makes sales, you're funneling all the extra money back into this loan. So every dollar I pay back today is saving me accruing interest and is another dollar I can borrow tomorrow. Because if I pay a dollar to my mortgage company, I can't easily get that dollar back. But if I pay a dollar back to my own system, I can get that dollar tomorrow. That's what's key. That's what's most important there for retaining control of our system. And so people get worried about the first year. We talked about getting a year ahead. If you have 20 grand and that's what you pay taxes on inside your business, dump 20, take a year, don't pay your quarterlies, take a year, shove that 20 grand into a life insurance policy and then pay your tax bill. And they get worried about that, right? So get past the debt fall because I just talked about financial arbitrage. Take year two. And just like Jeff said, Every month that you would set money aside to put into a tax bank account that you're not in control of, you're now going to take that money and put it back into your policy and pay down that policy loan. You're going to do that for a year. So now your loan's paid off. Your tax bill comes. You're going to pull another loan. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't get worried about year one. Think 10 years from now. If you paid $20,000 a year in taxes for 10 years, that is $200,000 in taxes. But if you took one year to set aside 20 grand in a life insurance policy, now you don't have to be on the hook for $20,000 a year after that. There's millions of ways to, ways to structure these, but just to explain to people, let's say you do 20 grand in year one, but you do two grand in year two. You do have to come up with that extra two grand to pay that premium payment. That's going to add to your cash value. So that's a positive. But let's say 20 grand in year one, then nine years of $2,000 payments. So right there over, over 10 years, you're looking at $38,000 paid towards a life insurance policy, but you never liquidated it. You never liquidated it. So you can use that same 20 grand from year one to pay the next 10 years of taxes. And then let's just say hypothetically at year 10, you close your business. If you did not have this system set up, all that money's gone. But if you had the system set up, you at least have in this scenario, 38 grand of cash value that has grown uninterrupted compounding for 10 years. Now that's not a shit ton of money, but change the numbers. Maybe you do put 20 grand in it a year for 10 years. Now you got 200 grand with every single year of compounded interest. So now this ladies and gentlemen is where we get out of elementary school, get it, our big boy pants on, sit in professor Smith's freaking classroom and learn why I should not lose sleep over my tax bill in three months. I should be thinking five years down the road. I should be thinking 10 years down the road. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to think long range, 
then it's it makes this decision of setting up this system so much easier. And shit can happen, guys. Shit can happen. But now you haven't allowed your money to disappear. Jeff. No, I mean, you, you made a brilliant point. And this is why this is le level three of the seven levels of wealth, because uh, seven levels of financial freedom. Uh, it, it is the foundational piece of your cash flow system. And and like you're, you mentioned, I mentioned it too, is everybody's pucker factor on starting the policy and being able to fund it right off the bat and figuring that out. And and if you don't know how to do this, then simply start with what your savings rate is, right? So whatever you can save in a savings account, just turn this particular thing into your savings account and start there. Because then what we can do is we can start broadening and edging out the we can start widening the pieces of the pie to like, what's the next That's why, I mean, I'm still a work in progress with this thing. I've been doing <laughs> yeah. this for years and, yeah. and I still have these aha moments of other ways I can maximize its potential. And so if you can only save a certain amount of money because your savings rate is right here, that's fine. Don't get super complex and start carving out like, regular spending things right now but you'll figure out how to do that over time but having the system started is where you can create that power right so yeah. even if you have an a, a fund that you've built to a couple thousand dollars like ten thousand bucks let's say then you start asking yourself the question then a, a one-time expense comes up and it's six thousand dollars what whatever it may be right like okay your kid needs braces, something like that. Yep. Like, should I use my account or should I not use my account? And the answer is, it's up to you, but like, this is a perfect opportunity. This would be a one-time cash out where you would either, who knows, put it on a credit card or fucking write your check from savings and use the money one single time. And then it would be gone. And then this is an example of where you would write the check from your life insurance policy for the kids braces, and then you would pay it back as you wanted to, but it's not going to cause any financial burden to your family and you're earning interest on it. And like, I can't impress that upon you enough yeah. is that like, you still get all the benefits of earning interest while you buy the things that you're going to spend money on in your lifetime anyway. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I could I could talk about this topic all day long, but just think back over the past couple of years, guys, and think think about the situations you were in from a financially negative standpoint, and what worried you the most. I took on debt, so the debt worried me. Was it really the debt that worried you, or was it the monthly payment that worried you because you were afraid to miss it? So, one thing that you know I want to say to build on top of this is like the importance of control, especially for entrepreneurs. Right, things happen. We have business backslides. We have emergencies. We have new expenses come in, right? And and when that money needs to be had, it, it needs to come from somewhere. But the money needs to come from somewhere. But you also have to be in control of the payment terms. And that what is what allows me to sleep well at night because I believe in myself that I'll be able to add value into the world and I will create money. I'm you know entrepreneurs are money magicians. You just need a little bit of time. A lot can change in 90 days. You can create a new system. You can go out there and sell your ass off. You can, whatever, whatever it is, 90 days, 180 days, 12 months, three years. It doesn't matter. When you have this system set up and you pull a loan, 
you're not getting a bill in 30 days to make a payment. You're in with the right company in the right system. You're in control of the loan. Ladies and gentlemen, I just did this for the past six months. I pulled the maximum amount of money out of my life insurance policies via loan to go make an investment. That investment started cash flowing me on day one. I had a plan to get come into a financial windfall, come into you know money in the next couple months. I didn't worry about my outstanding loans. I didn't get a bill in the mail. I didn't log into the app to see the interest accruing. I knew the plan. I was going to take three, four, five, six months to come into this windfall via cash out refi. And then I was just going to shove all the money back into the policy. And I executed it. We just wrapped it up on a six month timeline. I wasn't trying to figure out where, you know, five and a half percent interest with principal payments on X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars was going to come from over six months. I didn't have to worry. It wasn't a hard money loan from someone charging me 15% and I needed to pay points on day one. No, I logged into my phone app, answered five questions, had the money 24 hours later, didn't hear a word from the life insurance company at all. And then as soon as I got the windfall, 24 hours later, I paid off all my loans with the accrued interest. It doesn't matter. And I had the money that was the, you know, I could have said, hey, yeah, the, the property was cash flowing. So I started shoving money back, you know, right away. I could have done that. But I didn't because having cash in those accounts early on is what allows me to sleep well at night because I'm probably, you know, especially with a new property, the first couple guests always find the things that are wrong with it. So you got to fix some stuff, yep. right? So I needed some cash too, right? And, and so it's, it's just these living, breathing examples that Jeff and I and the people that are in the Tactical the, the Empire's inner circle, that's why it's level three. We get it done early because we know the value of it. And you don't have to think in big numbers. Like Jeff said, $10,000, still a lot of money to me. But if that's all you got, put it in. I promise you. He said, you have to widen your system, right? We expand our system. I, I seriously, I've seen it enough times. In six to 12 months, you're going to be starting your second policy. Because you're going you're gonna, to, something's going to happen where you're going to need a little bit of capital and you're going to text me. And you'll be like, hey, I have this little $5,000 expense. Should I use the cash that's in this little emergency fund or should I use my life insurance? I'm like, well, first of all, if we, if you know, we should have put all the money in the life insurance policy, but this is the prime example on why now you're learning the lesson, why that money should have been in the life insurance policy to begin with. Cause then you wouldn't have a choice. You would have already had that extra five grand in the bank, bank account in the life insurance policy, earning you money over the past six months. So again, do whatever you want. But after this lesson, it's time to expand your system because you're going to come into money. As long as you're a steward of money, you're going to come into money. You're going to grow your income. You're going to manage your expenses. You're going to create more value into the world. At least the people listening to this podcast are. And I just can't reiterate that enough. And that's, that's really today in regards to profit first. Run the classic system if you want, but you can put it on steroids. You can protect it. You can get it to grow. You can get death benefit protection. And you can create your own bank via financing because you finance everything in life, regardless if you pay cash or actually borrow money. If you borrow money, you want to borrow from your own system. If you pay on a note, you want to pay it back into your system, not someone else's because you want access to your money for the rest of your life. You don't want to make a dollar disappear and never be able to touch it again. We want to touch it all the time forever. Yeah, I mean that that exemplified level four as well. Level four is go acquire assets with it. Your your cyclical rate there of what you d- described is the money goes into your cash flow system level three, and then acquire assets with the money, and then turn around and cycle the money back into your system 
And at the end of the day, Sean has his life insurance refilled and he holds the asset. That's right. And so that that is the flywheel we want to create and we want to just push on as hard as we can, because at the end of the day, if you use the money for a down payment on an apartment complex or a business or you go buy a laundromat, whatever it is, um, you go ahead and cycle the money back into your system and you've got the asset and you've got your cash back. And that is what does not one time. If you use your money and you send the cash out one time to do work and it's gone, gone. Yeah. And so we've hit on a couple different levels of it today, which is awesome. And and what you're describing is quintessentially how it's supposed to work. Yeah, that's it. We'll end it with this. Even in classic profit first, your profit account is doing one job it's paying profit. Your tax account is doing one job. It's paying taxes. Your payroll account's doing one thing. It's, it's paying payroll. Your op- OPEX account's going to do one thing. It's your operating expenses. We want your dollar to do more than one job. And that's why profit first on steroids via high early cash value life insurance is the system that we've implemented in order to build wealth, not just be financially secure as an entrepreneur. If you want to take it to the new, next level, reach out to us. Our handles are on the YouTube video here at Sean underscore Ryder underscore or at Real Jeff Smith. Get into the Tactical Empire community. It's a free group on Facebook. Ask questions. We'll have the answers and how it can work in your life once we have the context of the situation that you're in. Good shit, man. All right. Chat I soon. hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week.